0: Hello, and welcome to Prusa Live episode eight. Um, I'm here as always with uh, Joseph Prusa and Nicholas Zusa. Uh, thanks for t- tuning in. Um, uh, we've got a great show for you today. I'm super excited for our, our second uh, designer spotlight. We've got uh, Luis Driggers, uh, also known as Luby3D, on with us today. Um, but let's kick off right away with uh, our Prusa Printers Picks of the Week. Uh, what do you got, Nicholas?
1: I've got a tiny but useful print. It's an Allen key holder, but it's made that it fits the Mark III's uh, Z top printed part. I'm gonna show you the picture real quick. Yeah, so it fits right here. I keep oh, losing. Yeah, I keep losing the Allen keys, and you really—it's super handy to just have it on the printer because yeah, you use it on the printer. Uh, whenever you want to modify something or I don't know replace a part, so yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to always know that it's on the printer physically.
0: Right. Super useful. Uh, yeah, just knowing that it's right there. Um, I, is there a, an alternate version that hides it around the back? Is that? Yeah. 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 There's a second yeah. one. Yeah. That's cool. Because um, yeah, if you if you kind of have them packed in tight together, it's not sticking out as far that way. That's so, nice.
1: It's done by Jakob Kreiner. Kreiner. Sorry if I butchered your name, but yeah, well done. It's, I don't know, 15-minute print. Super quick, but really useful. All right, awesome. Uh, Joe, you you actually have a
0: a very special print uh, today.
2: I do, I do. I I have an Adalinda, the singing serpent, from Louis, our today's guest. And it is a very special print. Uh, I don't know if that many people from uh who, who got the mark 3s uh know it but uh, but for the mac 2 and mark 2s it was also the the main model but which was also featured on the on the box of the printer and it is a beautiful piece of a design which you know seems very complex but but at the same time you can print it without support and i, I just love it and this is you know, kind of saying thank you to Louis.
0: Yeah, that it's such an iconic uh, uh, model in the 3D printing world. Like everyone has printed one of these at at this point, or, you know, it seems to. And it's fantastic that, like you say, it prints entirely uh, without supports. You don't, you know, it it looks so complicated and, you know, like you would need supports, but it prints entirely without supports, which is great. Um, I I definitely have run those right off the SD cards on, on Mark II's back in the day, and so. yeah.
2: Okay. I, I'm not sure if we are, we are actually including it on a Mac 3S SD card, but I think so. I think I think it is.
1: I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I'm sitting so. in the in the Brisha studio right now and I can see at least 10 of them right now. Just, just <laughs> scanning the studio and I, I see the multicolored ones. I see them from orange, from all the colors okay. that we have here. There's quite yeah. a few of them in here. Yeah, that's fantastic
0: and you know again so exciting that you know we have her on on the show today she's released so many great models throughout the years um so yeah i have uh speaking of another designer i have a Plunderbus pete um printed here in the royal blue uh um i have loved this model for so long he's such a great little pirate um i actually used this as one of our overnight prints back in the days of doing make testing um but uh, I actually re- reached out to the designer a, a, f- a few weeks ago and said, you know, hey, I love your work. I really would love to see it on Prusa printers. And he moved his entire collection over to Prusa printers. Um, so you can now get Plunderbuss Pete uh, from, um, I have to remember, uh, from Ben Ben Danzi
2: uh, on Prusa printers, which is great. I- I remember that print. We, yeah. we uh, use yeah. it for quite some time on the shows. Uh, you know, it is also excellent example. Yeah, of, yeah, of, entirely uh, prints without supports. Of supportless prints. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah which is just I kind mean, of incredible. It, it, if you print it, and that that also goes for uh, for the Adalinda, uh, the the flow of the print just you know makes it look very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and this this I printed on on the mini also so i i have a little bit of a a, a bonus uh preset printers pick, pick of the week which is oh, that's uh, cheating I, have, <laughs> I know i'm totally cheating but i totally want to want to show this off uh so this is from a, a a model and i forget the name of the model right now but it's from um my buddy colin um dub manufacturing um he is one of the guys from uh linus tech tips he's one of the writers oh, for yeah. Linus tech tips. Um, but he released a a spiral vase mode print um, but I printed it in fat layers. So this was also printed on a mini with a custom modified uh, uh, nozzle. So it's a 1.5 millimeter nozzle. Um,
2: nice big yeah.
0: prints in like that an is, hour.
2: That is very nice.
0: Yeah. That is very process. nice.
2: Uh, you know, the Linus Tech Tips, we we shipped them uh, some time ago, a uh, couple of printers. And yeah. More it than a couple. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it seems like uh, they they finally started using it. I, I'm excited about that. I mean, have you seen uh, one of the latest videos of the Wii conversion into a Game yeah. Boy? Yeah. Yeah. That was printed on uh, on an MK3. I'm very happy about that. That they finally, you know, I I think they used to have an Ultimaker at the office, but uh, I'm starting to pick up the the, the prunes in the show. Um, and yeah. also maybe maybe it is just because our company uh color is also orange. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: Colin is is definitely excited about having the Mark Threes around. Um and so yeah, I'm sure we will we will see more. And I've been talking to Colin a lot about this. And so he's he's part of my, my awesome Friday night call crew and uh yeah they they love the Mark Threes over there at Linus Tech Tips uh now having them around.
1: Let's sneak in one question because it's related to your print, Matt. Uh, someone yeah. is asking, uh, how did you pull off the, the, the two layers, like stock stock extruder? Uh,
0: so the the extruder is basically stock other than modifying the nozzle. Um, so I got an E3D 08 millimeter nozzle um and then took a 1.5 millimeter drill bit and drilled out the nozzle to expand the nozzle size and then just kind of polished things up um this is something that that filament frenzy tom uh and uh practical printing uh chris russell have been you know doing and i was watching all of their prints and i sent them a couple meshes. i'm like what are you guys doing and you know we uh we walked through it, and I started printing, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. So I'm <laughs> I'm hoping to have those guys on shortly to kind of talk specifically about fat layers because I think uh, embracing the layers. You know, we we spent so many years trying to make our things look like injection molded parts, but embracing the thick layers and you know fast fast awesome prints is really great. So uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I I actually do agree a lot, and for for a long time, uh, you know. It always depends on uh, what is going on in the, in the community, but I don't think a lot of people need to uh, change the nozzle for bigger bigger ones. I would, I mean, just trying the draft setting. Oh yeah. yeah. Layer height will be very efficient in showing the layers. 100%. And it actually adds uh, a texture to the models mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't just look like, you know, injection molding. Right. Lessons. Yeah, and it's,
0: especially for something where you might want to have some kind of like grip to it, any kind of like handle, um, you know, I've seen people 3D print knife scales, you know, things like that. Adding that that extra uh, texture to it actually is really nice because it does give you that, that, that grip to it. And so, which is great. Um, all right, so um, we've got actually a lot of firmware updates that have come out recently. <laughs> And so, um, and, and it's kind of funny because I put everything together and I was like, okay so we've got firmware updates for the mini we've got firmware updates for the the CW1 and then we hop on the call and and, and Nicholas is like, oh yeah, we've also got a, a firmware update for the Mark III and, the, and all of those. So uh, yeah, uh, so we've got the new mini firmware uh, 4.2.1 out right now, you can download it, get it on your machine. If you've had any of the rare kind of blue screen of death issues, um, this is, targeted specifically to fix that. So um, definitely, if you're running a mini, go out, get 4.2.1, toss it on your machine. Uh, it'll, it'll help make things a lot more reliable. Um, what else do we have there? The, Nicholas? what else going on with the CW1 firmware?
1: Yeah, so we teased it a little bit uh, on the previous stream. But the main thing is that the firmware is now translated into seven languages. So uh, if you prefer to have CW1 in your native language and it's not English, you can now uh, switch it to one of the most commonly like used uh, languages around the world, and another thing, for example, is the resin preheat, which is really nice if uh, you know cold season is coming to the uh, what is it uh, south southern north north hemisphere northern hemisphere northern yeah. hemisphere yeah so uh, it might be nice if you have uh, the printer in a garage to preheat the resin. Uh, So that it starts at the ideal temperature that's usually written on the bottle or in the uh, tech data sheet. So that's pretty nice. I think there were some... We have extended
0: cure times too, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, extended curing time.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, and there is a self-test now for the CW1 too, so it can check itself or if it's assembled properly and stuff like that. And... uh, as we always do, we try to do it as soon as possible, but now it's already done. The user manual is already updated and reflects these changes. So if you want to read more about them, it's, it's in there. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we we didn't even have time to put together notes because it, it just came together. So uh, the, Joe has the only real notes here direct from the developers themselves. So uh, what's going on with
2: with 3.9? So, um we will be actually releasing 391 firmware for Mark III and Mark III S uh, maybe during the live stream or just, you know, a short moment after that. And it, as a an, uh, release candidate one, and the biggest uh, biggest improvement is that we listened to a lot of feedback on the linear advance uh, in the previous firmwares, And we are fixing most of the most of the issues so that will be in there there's just one note uh, some of the uh k values will be a little bit different uh but i think if you are printing just pla it should stay the same but uh, check the release notes on the github for the most most uh, detailed news and also we will be adding uh, polycarbonate blend into the preheat options uh speed The rest of the stuff is, I would say, not that important for the general public, but uh, there was a little bit of uh, a gate on the social media about the alternate fan option. So that will be in this firmware. Uh, You can read more again in the release notes and also there is uh, uh, M. 112 fixed with Octoprint in this uh, release candidate. So a lot, of pre- uh, a lot of people using Octoprint will also appreciate this. So make sure to look at the GitHub.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's yeah. full, full stop. I'm just looking it up, right? M- M112, 112. Is it already up? I'm just looking at the uh, Marlin documentation. Oh, okay okay
0: yeah so it's it sh- if it's not up already it'll be up very shortly again keep an eye out on on the github account um, you know always the best place to go to see the latest firmwares the release candidates, all the notes, everything else um, yeah. and you know keep your machine up to date for you know a nice healthy machine that, that keeps printing on for you uh, okay uh, so uh, just a quick reminder we are full in on our our latest contest um, which is a lighting contest for home decor. Um, so there's, there's a potential of two prizes out there. Um, uh, one for the best kind of traditional lamp design. So something that uses like a normal light bulb. Um, and then the other for an advanced led design and yeah, we've got, we've got some cool projects already coming in and and loading (laughs) in, uh, uh, I, I will definitely say that that uh, Ray Giza, who, oh, yeah. who kind of was really after it last time, is, is again just like really, yeah. really going for this yeah. one. And so, um, and and like the documentation that he did for that that Pikachu land, oh, yeah. is, is it's, just incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, there there's definitely some competition out there, but you know, there's there's still room, especially with it being two contests really in one.
1: Um, so you yeah know, two now's, two now's printers can, yeah, yeah two th- printers yeah you can win yeah. one for each of the categories so right if you don't want to over engineer it, just make a really nice lamp for a, for a light bulb socket and you can win I, re- I really
0: like that uh, 3d modern pyramid lamp right there like, oh, yeah. I just like the the design aesthetic of it so that's that's really great. Um, but yeah uh, when do, when does that contest wrap up? Uh, I think it's right there, september
1: 27th yeah
0: end of end of the month so plenty of time to still get entries in lots of time to get entries in um, but make sure to do it because yeah
2: this is this is a good one and i mean ranges. uh i'm scrolling through the through the contest and i already saw three admissions i, I yeah. think he's got four
0: i think yeah, he's I think, got four yeah, already yeah. four yeah, no, he's I mean got the so. he's got the Pikachu, the Godzilla, the the Haribo gummy bear, and a little like dinosaur skeleton light.
2: <laughs> it means I'm not scrolling fast
0: enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know he's he's definitely in it to win it. And there are some others too. Our 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 guest for last episode, um, uh, uh, Nick uh, Bugman, already has a, a, a lamp up there too, and I I know he's he's working on some stuff also so uh yeah lots lots coming um all right so um speaking of designers on the show uh we again we have a a special designer uh with us today uh louise triggers so let's go ahead and bring her in let's see come on zoom you can do it there she is
1: Hello.
3: Hello.
0: Hello. Can, can you hear us? Can
3: certainly hear you. Can you OK, hear
0: yes, we've, we've got you now there for a second. I, I, I thought we had lost the audio. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, again, Luis is a prolific designer in the 3D printing community, has created some of the, the kind of iconic models out there. Um, obviously, the, the Adelinda uh, Dragon is is so well known and so well used throughout the community. Um, wasn't that the dragon, I may be incorrect, but wasn't that the dragon that E3D used for their like dragon printing contest a while back where people were printing dragons of all different sizes and maybe yeah, not, but I... I
4: mean, okay,
0: yeah, I, I, I thought so, but I couldn't, I couldn't exactly remember. But yeah, it, so so many designs out there um, and a, a great chance for everyone who, who's interested in, in 3D design to, to learn from, from one of the, the experts exactly. out there. Um, so, okay, let me pull up questions here. Um, so, uh, Luis, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, how did you get started in designing 3D printed objects?
3: I've always been a, I was a classically trained um, artist and sculptor, but I developed a condition with multiple sclerosis. And one of the symptoms of that, which fortunately I've been treated for now and they've gone away is that you end up with tremors. So it made it very, very difficult for me to do any work with uh, uh, traditional media, things like ink work, because, you know, I'd be drawing something and then my hand would just move and it'd be ruined. And I got very discouraged. So I got into digital art, which meant that, yeah, OK, it didn't matter if my hand moved, because uh, then I could uh, could just, you know, undo buttons and everything. And then I discovered 3D printing and I thought, OK, yeah, I can do this. And it means I don't have to stop doing art. And uh, it's just carried on from there. For me, it was almost, um, I suppose, it was a little bit of a lifesaver because it was really, really very upsetting for me not being able to do art, which I thought I wouldn't be able to do in that account.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, I think you have a, a good point there. Um, something that I've I've stated in the past, which is, you know, one of the great things about digital design, whether that be you know something like Photoshop or you know three D design is you're always just kind of like one control Z away from, <laughs> you know, undoing a mistake, you know. I, I, I watch people that that actually like sculpt in like giant slabs of marble, you know, kind oh, of yes. classical style. And it just it almost gives me a panic attack of like <laughs> what would happen if it if it, you know, went wrong at some point. And so, um, but thankfully in the digital world it's you know, it's very, very forgiving on that aspect. So, you know, there's kind of no reason not to not to give it a try. You're not wasting anything. No, exactly. Um, so, so what is your primary uh, modeling package? Your primary software that you use uh, to to do the creations that you do, which you know for the most part are very uh, organic animals, you know, things like that. So,
3: um, well, I actually use a number of. I use I guess Blender, obviously. Um, I love, <laughs> blender. That I love Blender, um, particularly now it's really come on in leaps and bounds. But I also do make a lot of use of things like Fusion. Ooh. See.
0: Oh, no, he's just just showing
3: my goodness. It's, it's, it's gone. It's gone pear shaped, but it hasn't. (laughs) Um, So, uh, no blender is, is great. I think it's brilliant. And now it's come on. to I think it's on 2.9 now, which I've just been, it's brilliant. Um, I also use a lot of stuff, uh, fusion 360 and stuff for any kind of precision work, even in part of my organic models. Um, I've started using ZBrush, Um, and, uh, that's, that's good as well. I tend, though, when I give stuff out for people to look at, I try to do it in applications that they can afford to use. ZBrush is great, and it's now got a subscription model, which is good, but there's still an outlay. So, um, you know, Blender, I would say, is my go-to um, application, and then, say, to, um, Fusion 360.
1: So we we, we have an article about sculpting, and in it, uh, we and by we I mean I said uh, that uh, it doesn't really matter what sculpting software you you pick. That if you go with Blender, then that the transition to uh, to for example ZBrush will be pretty easy at least in terms of the the brushes and the, the basic workflow. Is is that true? Was was is it like that? Uh,
4: yes, I mean obviously it's obvious with. That ZBrush is, has from the start been like a, a paid for professional product in the sense that you can see how it's sometimes Blender can be a little taxing on assist, whereas ZBrush is obviously designed to, to go in. Um, there are things you can do in ZBrush that you can't do in Blender, but that is changing. That is changing. And what I am noticing now is that Blender being used in the industry more. Um, you're starting to see people who might do Z plugins for for ZBrush and then something maybe for Maya as well And now also releasing a Blender add-on. It may be a paper add-on, but it's it's definitely starting to get there. And I'm doing a chop-up at the moment. I'm seeing what do I use most a month if I go to ZBrush or I go to Blender. If I go to Blender for two or three months flat and don't touch ZBrush that much, then I'll probably just go to the Blender and not use ZBrush anymore. But it, it both pieces of software, great. Blender is much better, it's much more object aware. Trying to measure anything in ZBrush is just painful, <laughs> and, 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 and you don't do it. But, uh, but then they also have very good. Different... I could go on for ages and it. <laughs> um, I,
0: I don't think I've ever heard anyone say something was easier to do in Blender than, than <laughs> anything oh, <ever>. Yeah, that's <laughs> a whole thing. <laughs>
4: Don't ever ask me what I think it what I, strikes me as an intuitive interface because I've used so much 3D modeling software now that, you know, I think it's good. Well, do
2: you, you you've been using ZBrush, uh, sorry, Blender for ages. I mm-hmm. mean the the sculpting tutorial when we when we did it already the, the Blender was after a big update in the in the sculpting. Uh, regiment, I think when you were starting in the times of the of the Adelinda, I, d- yeah. I don't think there was any sculpting available even. Is uh, that
4: yes? There was. Um, you were starting to get into the dynamic topology. So I so i try to be as quick as I can. I mean, with, with sculpting, you can sculpt with pre-existing geometry and then use um, sort of like modifiers to add in more uniform geometry, or you can use a destructive model. Um, method which is dynamic topology which is a bit like your man with his fizzle and his block of uh block of marble where you actually add geometry as and when you need it um again you know it's um i i don't want to take up too much time talking about sculpting workflows but i love the fact that you know with these programs you can do uh, a great sculpt with um not worrying too much about how much geometry you're doing and then now, there's tools in place where you can re-topologize that, bring it down, and put it into a form that's suitable for three D printing, um, and much better for three D printing. But yeah, it's uh, Blender now is has really, 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 really it's, it's
1: a game It's it's crazy these days. Yeah, they have just added motorized sculpting, so you you can have multiple like subdivisions and different levels of detail and sculpt basically all of them at the same time and switch between them seamlessly. They are they are out there these days. It's, they're just bumping great. new updates. It's, yeah. Um, it, well, they're
0: they're getting some some actual influx of, of cash for development yeah. work because because of the yeah. professional level stuff that they're able to do. You know, especially cinema cinematography and
2: you know stuff like that. So, um, yeah, which but also, to, also, to say, uh, if Mikolas wouldn't be wearing Prusa t shirt, he would be wearing Blender t shirt. <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> that's true. No, I mean it's. I, I don't wanna pet well, our own back too much, but I, I would like to think that it's similar to like Prussia Slicer and other like open source software. It's so nice, like it's free and yet you can see the like amount of development that goes into it. It it pushes everyone forward, even the, the paid programs, which is like exactly now the case with well definite okay. definitely Blender.
2: Nicholas, it will be better when big uh, movie companies will start injecting money into process Slicer because right yeah. now they're uh, putting money into process Slicer. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was a good analogy. <laughs> All right. So
0: uh, beyond software tools, do you have any kind of you know hardware tools that you use? You know, are you a are you a space mouse person? Are you a tablet person? You know, how what what's your hardware like for design?
4: i use I, I use a tablet i mean i'm a, I'm a crass co by training and, and, and i use a. I i mean i can i have done stuff with a mouse but there's something so nice about being, being able to pick up a pen and just you can get that 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 sort of like that 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 delicacy and and, and, and everything else like that but i probably use it comp- it's a combination of the two i have to be honest uh when you say hardware i thought oh gosh you mean stuff post processing and i was thinking on oh, my drill or my files and <laughs> No, um, yeah, it's basically I, I just, I use, but I don't use um, a Cintiq or anything else like that. I, I've got so used to now, um, sort of like looking, you know, you've got your stylus down and you're looking at a screen. I think it would actually be quite a learning curve. Not that I'm complaining, if, if I got a Cintiq, I would be absolutely thrilled. But I've got so used to, say, like the whole thing of having a, a tablet on my lap or on my desk and then just drawing and looking up at my screen. It's, it it is different from traditional work, uh, but it's, it's still just enjoyable. Yeah,
0: that's, that's great. Uh, I need, I need notes up on on a different screen. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, while you have a pretty diverse collection of designs, you know, you have the the rose, uh, the rose chest, um, you know, lots of things uh for the most part you, you tend to concentrate towards animals um what is it that that draws you to modeling animals like what's what's your inspiration there
4: i've always been a figurative artist and figurative artists have to study anatomy and be that the anatomy of humans or animals have a diverse race a uh, diverse um uh, thing of uh, anatomy uh, range or other. and um it's sitting there looking through books and understanding how their limbs can move. Uh, and also if you want to do anything like monsters or hybrid humans, monster, you know, that kind of thing. It re- or, or fantasy things like dragons. You have to understand how an animal is put together. Even if it's just um, the uh, um, like cartoonish uh, means and, and studying that anatomy and looking at muscles and, and seeing how they go together and stuff like that for me is really really very interesting um and that's why i enjoy doing i certainly can do i keep thinking i've got to do more mechanical stuff i used to do um before 3d printing when i was just a a model maker and stuff like that myself and my dad would do a lot of um second world war model kits and stuff like that which is where i really got my passion for assemblies but uh no i I love and animals are great animals are brilliant i love animals they're uh except cockroaches
0: Well, I was gonna say you did you uh, you you have done bugs because you you have your millipede, which you said is your your fidget toy there too.
4: Um, And so cockroaches
0: cockroaches are out but not all not all bugs are bad apparently.
4: (laughs) Millipedes are nice, centipedes can go to hell. (laughs) Centipedes are horrible, but no, millipedes are fine.
0: That's that's great. Um, Yeah, and you know your animals are great um uh my my wife very happily back when when you were uh when you were selling it bought the the multicolored uh or you know oh. the, the the cat thank you very um, much. uh and so because you know she just thought it was adorable and she went to murph and saw drew carrying his around <laughs> and just you know had to have one for herself so thank
4: um, you yeah thank
0: you. um uh, many of your designs, including the the brand new Foxy model, um, are actually kind of suited really well towards MMU printing. Um, you know, multicolor uh, designs. Um, I, I really think the Foxy is is really just a gorgeous, gorgeous print. Um, do you have any processes or you know kind of hints out there for other people who are thinking about getting into um, multi-material, multicolor modeling? You know, it's it's actually kind of a question that that I get a lot is you know how do I how do I get started? You know what are the tips and what are the tricks to you know making something that's going to be multicolor?
4: Plan it in advance. Um, when you, you're going to, I mean, you can take a, a, a model that's not done for um, designed for um, multi-material and, thing, and, and, and you can turn it into a, But particularly with that, I'm going to Yeah. So this is I've got the froggy. I've only got. Can you see him? Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's only done in two colors here. I generally plan my models to be able to do um, three things. One is a single print to do it well, like a single material print. Um, the next one is to do dual material because some people only have machines that can do two colors. And then, of course, last it's going to be four. And what you have to do, and this is why I always draw my stuff in advance, is you have to work out what bits do you want to be have colored and... Um, and, and, and then often I would say until I, I work on those separately, they never part the same mesh. Uh, they're always like a collected mesh that makes it much easier to um, split them up uh, during the end, but you can see them to make sure they, they work well together. Uh, the other thing, um, again, w- which I can, um, I would say for people to start off with, is start off with something really, really simple. Something where you can almost like just do a cut or a line like a bullion or something like a mean simple little robot or something. Um, and then, you know, the, the thing with um, models where you get more organic is that there are other considerations because you're not just doing an artistic thing. You're doing a technical thing and you don't want to uh, you don't want to end up inadvertently adding like another five hours or six hours to a, probably an already lengthy print time uh but, but because you you know that the, the piece you, you you cut in um uh you know it's sort of like a, you know, it, it isn't done in an efficient way so i'm trying to think of oh, I don't know. so
0: so you actually start out with like the maximum number of colors uh as you design something and and your models that way and and the single color version is really just yeah. buoying all that together rather than than starting with a single color version and breaking things out later, it's it's That's easier correct. to start with start big and go small, right?
4: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's the only way to do it. Um, I mean, example you can see. So I was tidying at my studio when I found a cat head, uh, and this is a core color uh, piece. And you can see, I don't know if you're going to be able to see here, for example, but with these nose, uh, um, a, bit, a, cetera, a little
1: bit yeah. higher. Yeah, nice.
4: Oh. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, And but you can see underneath, because it was a test piece I was using. You can see here, I try to make sure when I do uh, multi-material pieces that you always have a good oh. uh, layer in. Still
1: a bit higher? Yeah, now we can see it. Yeah.
4: Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not using it. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can actually see, like, there's a good... It, it's really bad practice, actually, when you, you end up with this tiniest, tiniest possible... Um, piece of color on, on 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 a layer and it's an completely wasted form change purge and everything. Yeah. So you do the best you you, you absolutely can. So um, that's another. Uh, thing to
2: do. I, I would say designing for uh, multicolor printing, as I mean in the FDM or the extrusion space, is like on the another level. As I was geeking out that you can print this without supports. You have to I mean, people think about the object with multiple colors or materials as one single object. Yeah. but you have to have in your hand that this these requirements mostly have to work for each of the materials. And I mean, we we are looking into it uh, for quite some time as uh, as we are trying to make you know easy splitting of the models for multiple materials in the in the slicer. Yeah, it is definitely not easy. <laughs> no. so, so I would say, I mean, uh, hats off to anyone who can do it. And uh, the, I I might do a shout out for uh, Romantier from our team, who is actually doing uh, the, the print settings now. Mm-hmm. That he did, uh, uh, Mikolas, you might know it, what his... What is his nickname on the on the on the site? He was splitting a lot of the models. Oh, uh, Cipis. Models. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. C-I-P-I-S. Cipis.
2: Yeah, he was doing a, a splits of the models at, at the very early days of yeah. The Nmu. Yeah. I uh,
1: I had a few conversations with him about it, and like for example, the one thing that he mentioned, like repeatedly, was. For example, if you're um, selecting the eye and you want to separate it to give it a different color, don't just make it like the outer uh, hemisphere and then just, you know, straight cut. It would be, it wouldn't bond well to do to the body because it just attaches to it from the outside. So it's much better to kind of extend the eye to the inside yes. of the head so that it it's physically laying and it's locked in the in the other polymer in the other plastic it it will bond much better that way yeah think about mechanical connections
0: more more so than than just the the printed yeah uh, yeah
2: well, re- real eye uh, real eye versus the goggles i use stuck on yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly
0: yeah uh, so uh you also have the Millies, um, which, you know, you you had pulled over there before, too. Um, was that really your first foray into, uh, like, print-in-place designs or, you know, ha- had you played around with any print-in-place designs beforehand? And do you have any tricks to print-in-place? Because, you know, print-in-place is definitely something that a lot of people are interested in, but it's, you know, it, it is one of the trickier design uh, design
4: processes out there the first print in place thing i ever did was the hinge on the Tudor rose box okay and i was told oh no 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 you won't be able to do that that one worked that's 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 not going to work <laughs> but you know what you know you know i i'm not, not going to say the word that i was going to say i thought no i don't believe that so i tried it and um it worked the unfortunately my best printing place model, I don't have a copy of at home at the moment. So I always end up giving them away or people want that. And that's a le- penguin I did for Snow If you want to bring that up, um, because that was that not only had printing hinges, it had swivels and print uh, printing place ball joints. Uh and that took um that took quite a lot of thought and I am really pleased that I managed to get that working. Um, Millie again is, Millie is just a chain. I mean, you can see loads of those on like Thingiverse or anything like that. All Millie is, is um, very, very simple. Um, oh God, I don't want to break him, but you know, you can kind of see where, where, where the link is there. Um, and it, again, it's making sure that there's plenty of space. I always do lots of tests, lots of really primitive tests, just to, to, particularly when I did the, the swivel ball joint thing for the penguin mode. Um but yeah, I mean it's um work out what the articulation is that you want. It's much easier to work with animals that are like millipedes, insects or robots and things like that, trying to do uh, or models, trying to do very realistic print in place. Yeah, that, see that's a strong that that's a strong goal. That's not uh that, that that's not print in place, that is okay. okay. Uh, I love I love strong goals. I, I think that they're absolutely um there are, there's so much fun to, to make, but uh, it's, uh, no, but printing place is good. It has, it has limitations, but it's certainly, um, and, and also it's a great one for people to do as a first 3D print, you know, they take it off the bed and then just, it just it, 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 it moves, it works. And you play it. Uh, yeah, it,
0: it definitely has that kind of, you know, wow factor that, mind you know, blows. everything, yeah everything comes off with all the working joints and you know you don't have to have to do any assembly
1: afterwards i had a few friends that argued with me that there's no way that it's printed like this it's, it's not possible like but how, how would you dis- disassemble it and like well it just bridges over it like how, how it's not possible yeah
0: well and and i think you know to to kind of rephrase something that you said there um, and to to highlight it i think Uh, You have a really good point there of just like many other things, like don't don't get ahead of yourself designing the entire model. Figure out your joints first as just like primitives, because it's it's much easier and much faster to iterate through just a small little primitive joint and make sure that that works. Then integrate that into a larger model than, you know, trying to to print the large model over and over again just to discover that the joints don't work. Yeah, I
4: always do lots of little little tests and stuff like that. It just saves so much time, and also means that you are a better position to artistically integrate. say um, mm-hmm. the, so the, the um, like, for example, with him, I, I knew exactly what would work as, as a link, and therefore I can design the rest of the um, the uh, sort of like the uh, animal around him and to make sure that it looks believable. Well, as as, as much as it's uh, as much as it does, so. Yeah, they, 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 they are fun to do. They're definitely fun to do, and they're ones that printer companies definitely like. I've noticed when I've been commissioned to do things. Um, so because uh, it's you know you pop it off the bed and then you've got a little toy.
0: Yeah. Do you do you have a personal like like your favorite model that you've made? Something that's that's your you know your your favorite thing.
4: Um yeah i do actually I'm, I'm doing a modification of it at the moment so my chest piece where i have the worm for co- um coiling up the tower um i'm modifying him and i'm actually it's something my husband and i are working on uh i i break my bedside lamp and i need to get a new one so what i'm doing is i'm turning him into a bedside lamp so um he will have like the the um the, the rod of the lamp will go up through, through the middle i've got a change for how he slightly curls around and he'll be like pulling around and looking into the light and there'll be like a proper light and a light shade. Um, so he's actually my, my Because I really mean, do like sculpting buildings and things, but I just love the, the image of him just coiled around the, the tower. It sounds
0: like that's a perfect entry to our lighting contest oh, yeah. that's going on right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Want to win the printer?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, here's
4: my multi, here's a multi, uh, here's a multi-material Millie. They're called the, 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 they're the baby ones. So, all my, so he is my
0: ultimate
4: test model. He's a, he's a short, he's a kind of like a short Millie. Really. And these um, he, are great for um, any kind of calibration things because obviously it does retraction and it does um, color. And Is it too bright? Sorry, tell me if I'm moving. Yeah. yeah it's, that yeah, better? That's good. That's he, better. It doesn't help that he's, he's a fluorescent color as well. So. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, um, he's uh, two colors.
0: And um, he's short. He's a nice, quick print. So that's uh, you know. that is super cool. All right. Uh, well, uh, Luis, thank you very much for joining us today. It's it's thank been you. a pleasure, and you know, I I really do enjoy hearing you know how some of my favorite designers out there you know are 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 making the things that we all love, and you know, it's great. Is to there have a you
1: story want. behind the the Adelinda and uh, and Prussia printers? How 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 did it happen that it's the it's the model that we use, Joe?
2: It, it is a long time ago.
4: Yeah.
2: But I remember uh, that we asked you that if we can if we can feature it on the box, and I think we send you a printer as a as a payment for that. But back then, I think that was Mark too and when we were switching from mark 1 to mark 2 we were doing like i don't know 10 printers a day oh th- th- even that is a lot maybe 50 printers a month so but but uh, yeah but that, was with us uh when we went from this tiny company to something much bigger the, uh do you still have the original printer? Or did
4: Oh yeah, I've got it off to one side. In fact, at the moment it's in pieces because I went and bought an upgrade kit. So I'm <laughs> making this one last forever. So um I'm gonna upgrade it to um, uh, the um, MMU. Um I'm oh. not gonna throw anything away. That that machine, that has been my war that was a long time, that was my war horse. That was yeah. the printer I went to. It would always work, it would always produce. Um, quality stuff, and and uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to throw that away. I'm not going to give it away either. It's staying with me, and it's just going to get probably end up with some huge patchwork, Frankenstein printer after ten years. Yeah, it's it uh, was very much, very much loved and very much used.
0: That's
4: awesome. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, we thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a lot of people still remember the Adelinda. But uh, I chose the Nefertiti bust for the Mark III, but uh, I don't think that got that much of attraction. People just don't don't see the Nefertiti, even though it is a one-off model. But yeah, <laughs> thank you very much.
4: Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you for your time and thank you for coming on the show. And uh, we will we will talk to you soon.
4: Okay. Thank you very much, guys. It's been lovely talking to you.
0: Thank you. Bye. 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 All right. That was awesome. Uh, Yeah. So, so good to hear from her and, you know, hear how her process is and and things like that. And it, I mean, I not, not to talk any crap on Blender, but just to hear that, like, she's doing so much of this in Blender is, you know, really, I I think it's, I think it's, again, because of that open source and, you know, you know, free to use, you know, opportunity, it really kind of opens the doors for anyone to say, like, Hey, you know this is a tool that you can get access to, and you know if you're willing willing to put in the time, the sweat equity, like you could start making things, you know, like this. You know, obviously not to downplay the the artistic talent that she obviously <laughs> obviously oh, yeah. has, which you know is a, is a huge part of it, right? Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, if if it, you ha- if you have that artistic eye. You don't have to go out and buy thousands of dollars worth of software to, you know, start producing the models like this. Uh,
2: I mean, uh I'm not an artistic guy. If I cannot code it in OpenSCAD, I can make it.
0: <laughs> so all right. Well, we have some questions in from the the audience and uh from Twitter across Prusa Live. Um so we have uh does anyone know uh if Prusa also has a Prusa mini farm, or do they still print everything on Mark three S's?
2: Uh, we print on Mark three S's because we have plates and Optimize G codes, but there, there is, um, uh, there is, I would say around 20 printers on the testing farm, same with the SL one. We don't use it on the, on the farm for production. It is tested heavily.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely has the potential there in the future. Um, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a, a printer that's ready for a farm. Um,
2: yeah, I, I, uh, I just, I, mean, I just think
0: it, right now we, we've got, it, we've got to get all the ones that we make out to you guys cause it, you're, you're buying them so fast.
2: <laughs> it, 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 exactly. There, there are two things and, uh, why would we throw away the perfectly working mark threes we have on the farm now? uh if we if we need to ship as many as we can for the minis and also it is about the optimized G codes we have running for a long time
0: yeah that's great um let's see here uh so ray rages uh again back back to <laughs> to him um he wants to know why is orange the prusa's mm-hmm. characteristic color um, why do you love orange so much? And is there a project for pr- PrusaMatic Galaxy Prusa Orange?
2: Oh, the the orange. I think I, I I think I was speaking about it. It is actually much less glamorous than people would would think about it. When we started, we were making the printers in black and blue, but th- then we saw somebody. Ma- make a black frame with orange parts and we loved it so much that we started making it. And it kinda started to be our own DNA. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I have one of the,
0: the blue frame uh Mark ones. Yeah. Of the and
2: the the, the the Galaxy Push Orange, uh there there are no plants because I don't think it would uh <clears throat> the, the orange has to be kind of fluorescent and that would hide all the glitter. Maybe a reverse one with black dots. I don't know.
0: That, that would be cool, like black glitter or yeah, something in, in the, the thing. Yeah, that'd be neat. Uh, so Thyro73 um, is saying, are you thinking about implementing closed-loop technology in the future uh, printer? And what are your thoughts about that?
2: yeah I, I i think i was speaking about it uh quite for um, at another live stream or some yeah live. i think i think we mentioned a little bit yeah yeah i mean it it makes complete sense but uh from what i know uh, right now uh, it costs money it costs a lot of development time and uh, most i would say 95 percent of the shifted layers you see on the social media are caused by loose belt police and that wouldn't be caught by a closed loop system so maybe for some some bigger machine but uh i mean if if the machine is designed properly you should not need it i would say yeah i mean
0: we already have a little bit of a closed loop system in there in like getting the force feedback on the collision detection right and so uh
2: yeah I wouldn't say it's on the same level. Right. Uh, with, with the crash detection, we we can find out where it no longer is possible to recover the print that much. But that that also applies to the closed loop steppers because I mean, when you lose steps, it it usually means that uh, the the print is you know somehow wedged somewhere. And usually it is not recoverable, so it is just for finding out the the time where it doesn't make sense to continue and notifying the the operator of the printer.
1: Yeah, I've seen a few questions about uh, a beta or release candidate version of new Prusa slicer, and yeah. about. Yeah, I- Two weeks, maybe something like that.
4: Yeah,
2: I I, I would say so. But Wojciech is not very happy about the new automatic update of the Windows, which uh, provided a lot of problems without anyone asking for it.
1: Oh yeah, and the build server yeah. screwed it up somehow. Microsoft build server updated, and it's it's also awesome. yeah.
2: I mean, I mean. We need to take a look into this, but yeah. I don't. Think, I don't think it, it is that big, big of an issue for the alpha. So I would say it, it is still on time. But it might just not be as snappy as you would expect because the new auto update Windows is not very nice.
0: Yeah. Um, so Zach Smith. Uh, likes to ask us what what our favorite things are um uh he he for the past few uh few personal lives yeah no not 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 that Zach smith uh different different Zach smith
4: um
2: Uh, i ask you every time uh, yes (laughs) i know know it is not that Zach smith but i'm asking what we
0: like in general uh, so this one is, uh, so what are your favorite modifications, uh, upgrades, and printers you've seen in the 3D printing hobbyist community? So are there any, you know, are, are there any Mark III upgrades or, you know, uh, upgrades to any of the machines that you've seen the community create that that are, are your favorites? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I, w- I would say the filament frenzies uh, knows how to add blank to the machines.
0: Yeah, he the he makes a very, thing. yeah, very very pretty machines, reprinting things and painting things, and that that gold machine re- recently is pretty. How about okay. you, Nicholas? Do you, do you have any mods out there? I mean, you 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 had a mod today as as one of your Prusa printer picks of the week. I mean, the,
1: the true the technically a mod. Right. That is true. Uh I don't know. I just uh enjoy when people go over the top and they just change the printer to maybe a little bit something else. Or when they just have fun with the whole design. Like I've seen the someone read the whole extruder to be on magnets. And it's
2: um, Oh that 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 is recently.
1: Uh, yeah. It, I, I th- like the whole whole extruder somehow like came apart on magnets. Like I don't know, it's cool. I, I don't think I would I would go into the project and, and do it, but it, it's really cool to see it like working when people redesign the whole extruder or something yeah. like that. Uh,
2: do, you, uh, do you remember the special printer we did for test date? That's. I was just. About to
0: bring that up, like that uh, was but amazing.
2: We, but they never actually featured it. I wonder. Uh, we delivered it to. Uh, we delivered it to the office, but. Uh, it's I true. Didn't, I, I, I don't have, remember yeah, what happened to that. But we actually posted. It I have on some.
0: The yeah. I have some inside stories on that one. I'll. Oh. Okay. So yeah, so they 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 definitely still have it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was amazing. So for those of you that haven't seen it, uh, we actually made, you know, not from the community, we did it in, in house. We made a full, like kind of steampunk, um, version of the Mark three that, that we, we gave to tested and it was pretty incredible
2: is looking for it. Right. I think we did article about it. Yeah,
1: I'm sure we have it on Instagram or even, oh yeah, we did even article that's true. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah so that was that was definitely cool i and you know I would love to see more of those kind of things people that are are kind of out oh, there yeah. modifying their their printers to um, you know just the aesthetic side of things and not just the functionality side of things because it's you know it's it's super fun and, and cool and you know it, people do it to their cars right so why not do it to their
1: printers it was great yeah we? and the best parts were you know the uh, this part that it just to expully it you know it rotates when the printer moves. so yeah, it looked yeah, so true. freaking cool. I, like a, I
0: really yeah. like those magnetically attached to the the motors you know oh, yeah. kind of moving things. I, I, there's one out there that looks like a hamster running in a wheel that you add to the the front of your oh, yeah. extruder. it just it
2: just cracks me up. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I also remember a lot of people posting. Oh, guys, just adding a bunch of uh A <laughs> printer doesn't make a steampunk. Yeah, Which um, I mean, I mean t- we also
0: added turbines. Yeah, and and the paint the paint job on this is pretty
1: impressive. Yeah, that's all, yeah. David, our yeah. our painter uh, artist.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I remember it, it was. Kind of tough to um, make it still hundred first hundred percent functional. Yeah. You know, without any limitations, and still be repairable and stuff.
1: Yeah, and Um, then move it to U.S. with in a uh, box and (laughs) fix it on the spot.
2: I mean, who noticed that there is actually uh, faux leather on the frame?
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's it's visible somewhere. Right now, yeah,
2: yeah, so cool. So, what other questions do we have?
0: Uh, checking out right now. KC three five seven seven is asking, uh, uh, when will the Wi-Fi update for the Prusa Mini come?
2: Oh, um, I know. Yeah, we, we are working on it. Uh, it is in the process, but. Recently, uh, most of our guys is, uh, are at the home office because of the another COVID surge. So everything t- takes so much time, yeah. but uh, we are getting there. We are going by the, we are going by the priority, list, uh, priority list. 4.3 should be coming uh, by the end of September in the release candidate and i think this is 4.4 4.5 so by the end of the year yeah
0: and and i know you've mentioned it before but i think you know it's definitely worth mentioning again that like especially on the wi-fi stuff we want to make sure that the security is is really locked down there that you know there's there's less vulnerabilities on the machine so which is great
1: um, Someone okay, asked yeah. about new Pruschament colors. I don't know about any upcoming ones, but we have just released the polycarbonate in Prusa orange, which is oh, yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah,
0: I I was actually like, on thinking about it, I was like, oh, I'm surprised that we didn't do that right from the get go. That yeah. that wasn't one of the first release colors. Um, but you know, it made total sense to do it, and it's you know, uh, it's,
2: it's great. So- the, the orange even though it looks quite simple takes a long time to match between the colors yeah uh, yeah I
0: I definitely could see that
2: no.
0: so okay um,
2: I
1: think unless we have any other well, questions I made see, a little uh, made a little co- <laughs> I always want to make sure that the colors match and they they actually do
3: yeah
1: that's beige, yeah. PLA yeah. and PC yeah.
2: I think I saw some f- few other questions in the in the chat, but i yes. cannot them speed, right speed
0: speed racer is asking if we have any plans to release any kind
2: of solution to help with uh, filament recycling um oh, that that uh oh yeah, I see it for, for at home uh that is that is difficult, but we are working um we are improving a base how to recycle stuff at our factory so Uh, We will be doing, uh, we were trying to do recycled filament, but that just doesn't make sense. It is not very reliable, but we had, we are thinking of some ways how we could turn the, for example, not okay spools of parchment into, into the printers, the printer parts or making some furniture out of it. And also we will be, hopefully by the end of the year, we will be launching a program for uh, our, biggest customers in, in Europe to to recycle or take back the failed prints and stuff and make something out of it so interesting yeah but then uh, when we were when we had a meeting about the uh, ecological point of view and also the right to repair uh, I, I just kind of had to p- remind uh, some of the people that we are actually very uh very much onto the way how to make our products never to fail because of our upgrades because i mean uh there are people who had mark zero and they are still upgrading it right up so the- so yeah
0: so not so much never to fail but to oh. have a machine that has a long lifespan because yeah. It yeah, can yeah, continue yeah. to be upgraded to the the latest and greatest, and I mean, it's not yeah, just something that you, has to
2: be uh, tossed
1: in the was, landfill. Uh,
2: yeah, I worded it that yeah. you you don't you never have to throw it away.
1: Right. Let's right. do a round of obligate obligatory uh, Prussia XL Mark Seven. When oh my God, release it now, announce it now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything yet. will
0: come in its, in its own due time.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah. We are not ignoring it, but we are just not ready to release it. And with the current situation, it's pretty difficult to yeah. just get parts to develop anything. So
2: yeah, I mean, well, the 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 end of the year and uh, the spring will be very interesting because yeah, uh, there are surges of cases all around, and we will see how many people will be able, we will be able to have in the factory. Yeah. So. We are trying our best. We we will see.
0: All right, I'm going to fit one more question in here because I think it's rele- relevant. Relevant, uh, and some people may not understand some of the things. And so, Dwayne Lundgren, I saw flash up through here, asked, "What does it mean by uh, everyone is a maker? Only I'm a printer. Um, <laughs> all of us are wearing the same shirt right now. And uh, what does what does this mean?" Um, so
2: it, it it is kind of a check inside joke there was uh, something uh, oh it is very difficult to explain but it involved our uh, former president Vasil Havel and our airport and yada 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 he is actually painted on the painting behind me the, the Václav Havel but I remember the first time I was uh, coming to US and people were uh, I was introducing myself hi I'm Joe Prusa and they're like oh so that's that's name. I just thought that, you know, it's like Printer USA. And I was like, duh, but you know, it, it is an uncommon, uh, it, it is, nobody knew it is a family name. Right. So I was like, damn, when I come back, I need to have something funny. So I, I made this t-shirt and you know, actually, even though it is kind of broken English, <laughs> Means everyone is a maker, unless I'm a printer. Uh,
0: cool. and, uh, and it t- it ties into the early rap names too, right? Like the Darwin and the Huxley, and yeah. you know the Mendel. Those were all, those yeah. were all dead guys, and you were the only live guy that had a a, a <laughs> rap named after him. Right? So
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit yeah. lost in translation, yeah. but in Czech when you know I am an airport, like it's kind of hilarious, you know, because the airport yeah. is named after him, so. Joe is yeah, a but
2: I mean, uh, I never expected that. But when we are wearing this T-shirt in the states, I don't know if it's the big font, but everybody just stops and they, yeah. they stare at it, and then they say "nice," and, and they don't like, get it. Oh, I, I, I'm always thinking you—you you might happen, you might not have a clue what it means. <laughs> but everybody says "nice." Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with <laughs>
0: that. <laughs> Uh, that's our show. Uh, we thank everyone for tuning in, um, and you know, keep on going. Oh, Nicholas, I, I totally forgot. How are we doing for sus- subscribers on on YouTube?
1: Oh my God, I, I don't think we got it. But uh-huh. hey, if you're watching, I, I assume you are subscribed, so you are not the ones to be to be told right. to subscribe. We're but... we're very
0: close to 150,000. Oh my God, we are uh, so close. And we were kind of hoping that we might make it on no. the show, and no. so. But we did we didn't quite make it. So
1: still just about two hundred away from one hundred and fifty thousand subscribers. All right. Well hopefully Soon. when we
0: Yes, hopefully for the next show we'll we'll be there. But if not we'll 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 yeah. keep an eye. If
1: out. you have a friend who watches our videos but isn't subscribed, just bully him into subscribing.
2: Subscribe your family. Yes.
1: log into all their accounts
0: so (laughs) all right (laughs) with that uh you know thank you guys for tuning in um we really appreciate that you guys keep coming back uh to see the show uh and stay safe keep printing and we'll talk to you later Bye.
2: bye